0: Biz Coach. Hi everybody, welcome to the Refine and Renew Telesummit. <laughs> That's old school, isn't it? <laughs> hey, what can I say? It's uh, it's the weekend. Uh, I've got a great interview for you today and um, with a new colleague and friend for me, Emily Perry. Uh, you can find her at emilyperry.com dot co on Insta. Uh, and I've got to say, I did, you can tell me DM me on Insta if if you agree, but I did kind of sabotage the conversation for my own purposes. We're talking about exactly that purpose and which is a big part of what Emily is about. And, um, for me, that's always one of those almost daunting. What is your purpose? I never quite know what I'm thinking about is big enough or the right thing. And as I say in, in the interview, Can you have more than one? So uh, a great interview. And I know a bunch of you have been sort of contemplating this question. So it's really, really timely. Hey, I've got a couple of announcements tomorrow uh, is the last day that you can sign up for social media confidence for yoga teachers, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. It is an awesome program. People absolutely love it. I'm going to teach you what you need to feel confident and know exactly what to do on social media. So you're never wondering what to post, if what you're saying is the right thing, how to reach people, if anybody's even listening to you or not, how to make your accounts look great and have a strong brand identity, how to not feel beholden to social media, but rather excited about meeting lots of new interesting people and inviting them into your business so if you're interested you need to sign up by tomorrow I've had a couple of questions this one from Brenda Brenda says hi Amy I absolutely love your content I've gotten a lot of great ideas from your webinars love that Brenda I had a question about your SM confidence (laughs) that's social media Brenda is not asking me about another course that I'm running uh, in my other business just kidding social media. I'm wondering about your social media confidence course. I was wondering what your itinerary is going to be like, like is each module once a week. I'm asking to gauge the time commitment. Thanks a bunch, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda. It's uh, one module a week for four weeks, two calls a week. Now that feels like a lot. Um, I'm mindful of this is not the only thing that you're doing. So it's regular contact, but definitely at a pace that's doable for you. If you're also obviously still running your business, maybe you're homeschooling, maybe you're doing a whole bunch of other things as well. So we've done it three times now. And, um, the amount of material that we cover per week is designed intentionally for busy people. So it won't be too much. I'm quite confident on that one. Uh, A question from the fabulous, uh, Sheila Wallace, uh, um, in Scotland, uh, of course, with a name like that, where else would she be? Uh, wanted to know what days of the week sheila they are. The calls are Tuesdays and Thursdays for me in the morning, 7 a.m. Melbourne time, so that would be in the evening for you in the UK. I think 10 p.m., but definitely check. Um, there you have it. A little bit more obnoxious for Europe, 11 p.m. Uh, if you can get to the Thursday or slash Wednesday night calls, the training calls work well as replays because they're training calls, but the Q and a accountability sessions do, do, do try your best folks. Everybody who's already signed up uh, do try your best to get there. Live So that I can really support you. You know, my intention here is that you not only learn stuff, but that you do stuff and then learn more from what you do with community support. So this is about implementation as much as it is about learning. Jnana yoga and karma yoga people. Carol also emailed me to say, Hey, I'm not a yoga teacher, but I do yoga events and I sell yoga products. Can I join? Uh, Yes, you can. There isn't a whole lot of information about e-com. So uh, it's mostly about services. I come to classes, sign up to my retreat, do my webinar, less about buy my merchandise. I do think that, um, you know, all of this translates, but uh, just to be, you know, yeah, it's not, um, this is Largely, it's a, it's a program for service providers, well-being practitioners, holistic, spirit-based business owners. Um, if that's how you sell your stuff, then yes, absolutely come join us. If you're looking for a cohesive brand that reflects who you actually are, uh, come hang out. Um, okay, that's that. Uh, I wanted to do... To, 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 um, I wanted to do a shout out to uh, Justine who uh, sent me a message over uh, yesterday saying that she has been through the social media confidence course and she's just looking back over her notes and she has lifted her game almost doubling her followers on Instagram within 10 days. She says, still small numbers overall, but I'm heading forward. Yes, amazing. And Justine wants to know, can she do the? Taking great selfies masterclass, and the answer is yes. In fact, everybody who signs up for social media confidence uh, or has done it in the past, come along. We're doing the, a bonus, you'll get access to a bonus training how to take great selfies, uh, which is happening next week on Friday. So, folks, get yourself registered for social media confidence for yoga teachers. Uh, registrations closed Sunday night, tomorrow night, my Sunday. Be mindful of that. Uh, Reach out if you have any questions, of course, but otherwise, I'll see you there in the program. Before we launch into Emily's interview, uh, I wanted to do one more shout out this time to Susan Proper, who is part of my Keep Growing Mastermind because she is doing such a great job and I wanted to recognize her really publicly to celebrate uh, all of her achievements. We had a coaching call yesterday and Susan was sharing with me that she's been on three podcasts uh, in the past month and she has another four booked. She's uh, writing three guest blogs and she's appeared on one Telesummit. summit So way to spread your message, Susan. I'm just so proud uh, of you and so pleased for the way that you've said yes to being visible and showing up. And what I also love, as Susan was sharing with me, and this segues beautifully into Emily's interview, is that in doing this work, in being interviewed on these podcasts and writing these guest blogs and honing her message for – articles. And she's also been on TV this year. What she's realized is what she really wants to do. And it wasn't what she thought, uh, four months ago. So Susan, congratulations on all of your efforts. I just think you're such a shining light. Um, and I want everybody to go find you on Instagram, Susan proper, go find her follow her and send her some love and congratulations for all of the work that she's doing and really choosing to be visible. It's inspiring for everybody, Susan. Well done. All right, folks, that's it for me and the shout outs. Let's hand it over to me and Emily Perry. Hey, everybody. Amy here again. Welcome back to our final uh, edition of this special uh, every day of the week podcast series all about looking to refine and renew what it is you're doing in your yoga business because we are in unprecedented times and i really believe that uh once that you know for well and we're we've got somewhere beautiful to live and we we've got a, a a job that can at least in some way modify itself to accommodate the new uh, world order we're deeply blessed and have the opportunity to uh, take advantage of these strange times. So we're talking all things, what could we be doing to make the most of this opportunity all week long? And I'm delighted to introduce you to my guest for today, Emily Perry. Emily Perry, we're having a little bit of internet situation, so we'll see how we go. Welcome. Oh, okay. Did you, did you lose me completely? Thank
1: you for having me. <laughs> yeah. You're totally welcome. Am I, can you hear me
0: okay? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Okay. Enough.
1: Well, yeah. Thank you so much for, for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to be here.
0: Can we start by you doing your own intro? Give us your bio, where you are, what you do. Tell us that bit. So I'm
1: Emily Perry. I'm based here in California. Well, a little more grounded right now. Um, And I'm a yoga teacher. I'm at RYT 500. I have a yoga school, 200-hour to 300-hour yoga school. I'm also a licensed acupuncturist. I host a podcast called the Rock Your Purpose podcast. And I also film yoga classes for yoga anytime. So I'm, I'm on there and building my own platform and um, just in all the places. I used to, you know, in before special times, be at festivals and um, lots of conferences and stuff like that and retreats all around the world. So I work with um, yoga students, but also I do some coaching work and integrate a lot of energy work and transformational coaching into the work I do. So... That's sort of the nuts and bolts of it. I have a couple kids here, husband, Labrador.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Yeah, you've made it. You've made it. Um, Where can we find you? Tell us your Insta and your website.
1: So my website's emilyperry.com. I finally got my handle, my hands on that after 10 years of trying. And um, yeah, um, my Instagram is at emilyperry.co or, um, at rock your purpose is another one. Um, so that's the best way to find me. And I also have a, um, online group, um, in Facebook, a little online community called the rock your purpose community. So we're hanging out over there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can can, I want to, I will come back to that. I'm making a mental note, but I, Just want to know the story about getting your own domain name. Did you have to pay heaps of money? Did you have to go into a bidding scenario? (laughs) Who had it beforehand? What's the story?
1: So there's this Irish actor named Emily Perry, and she was like in her 90s, I think, when she passed away. And then somebody bought it somehow, and it was sitting there idle for like five or six years. And then by, you know, cosmic intervention, I was looking on there, and it was up for auction. And um, I won it in auction, Excuse <clears throat> me, and like for only like $160. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have like Emily Perry co, I have Emily Perry Yoga, I have Emily dash Perry. Like We <laughs> every <laughs> other
0: gift. But you finally got your own, and that's what counts. Yes. Okay. Now, my name. well done. Now yeah. I want to, I want to actually come back to what you beautifully segued us to, which was of course, what is this rock your purpose thing? What does that mean? Tell us more about that. Yeah.
1: So my, yeah, my work, I think over the last, I don't know, 10 years has really, you know, as I've studied yoga and, you know, the four artas of yoga and Dharma and really stepping into, um, purpose and the idea of purpose and really standing in like the work that we're called to do really seeing in my students how as I get deeper and deeper and deeper into yoga, how that starts to uncover itself. It really became sort of the movement that really started calling to me. Like I really wanted to create a movement and um, I felt called to create a movement, I should say. And that's really what came up for me. So it was like this idea of rocking your purpose, where you really, you know, stand in the essence of who you are and rock your particular purpose, not someone else's dharma, (laughs) you know. Um, And so, you know, creating experiences for people and trainings and retreats and all kinds of different um, things like the podcast to support people in, you know, rocking their purpose and living their best life. And um, so that's one of my hashtags I use a lot, rock your purpose. (laughs) Yeah.
0: One of the things that, you know, I've read a bunch of those Dharma books and figuring out your timer and what does that look like and how do you pursue it? And for me, ah it I, I feels very pressured like I just don't yeah. know I feel like oh god what if I get it wrong or what if I pick the wrong thing and am I allowed to change my mind and I I, I remember um not that long ago well you know back in the day when you could sit with people in person sitting with the Harish Christopher Wallace in the thing yeah. and he said something about you know what's the one thing what's your purpose what's your one and I'm thinking I don't I don't know if I'm that type of a can you have per pie? I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think your
1: purpose changes as you grow. So the analogy I like to give is actually like, you know, so I studied a lot of um, indigenous um, American cultures. So like what we call Native American cultures. And I actually lived on a reservation in college and stayed with an herbalist um, with Oneida Nation. And um, one of the things I noticed is like people's names in some of those native cultures, indigenous cultures, people's names would change as they grow right you would change your name or people call you something different right and I think our purpose in our dharma changes now it might have a thread okay that gets woven through everything and at, you know when you get to midlife or so I think you start to see oh that's the thread I think it takes us a long time though to start to really see the thread that gets woven like a sutra right the sutra that gets woven through is sort of like the heart of our dharma but um, I think the way it shows up in our life will change as we age and as we grow and evolve. And um, so, I, I think sometimes it can be hard to see until you get into like if you're in your 20s, it's a lot harder to see than when you're like 38 or 48.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll let you know on the 48 mark. What? So I'm guessing that this is given that your podcast and your community that you invited folks into before this is an important part of the work that you do. How do you support people to figure out what their purpose is? And is it a common thing? I'm not seeking to be validated. I'm genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. curious. No, it is
1: it's really like, common. I don't know common. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of it's like really finding the things that light you up. And, I mean, there's a couple ideas with purpose. It's like how can we be of service Yeah. yeah. in a way that feels – for us like we're like you know on fire so to speak where we feel lit up by it Mm -mm. and we're in service and also it's often a zone of genius for us meaning like it's work that we do and when we do the work we feel like we're not working we're often feeling like we're in flow state or we lose track of time or um it's it's like we feel so filled in ter- you know, our well feels so filled after that it doesn't matter, like all the things that we had to do to, to get that done, because we feel like it's really fulfilling something within us that needs to be born, you know.
0: Do you think so. that people can have the meditation that I do every morning and posing a series of questions and one is what is my purpose? And mm-hmm. I find that even just day to day, it's generally the same, but it sort of has a different slightly different feeling tone to it do you think that people can have concurrent um, things that they're compelled to do well I'm thinking about if you're a parent then parenting is part of your dharma but if you also have you know say for example a yoga teacher you want to start your own yoga school and that's how you want to even give back to a, a woman that I support here she does a whole lot of stuff building wells in you know remote Cambodian communities, whatever. Mm -hmm. Can you have more than one? Is it the thread that ties them all together that you would say is the purpose or the, the, the phenomenon that's the purpose?
1: I would say it's more of the thread, you know, I mean, when you really get to the heart of it, it's sort of like what it's that thread that gets woven through that gets woven through everything. So the manifestations of it, like, so one of my clients, for example, is in real estate Mm -hmm. But what he's realizing is like his dharma is like to help people really find their, their like a sense of home, and when he looks back at his uh, his life before, like that's what he's always done in some way.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, either like you know baking for some community, you know, like so like he's he's it's it's been this thread, you know. So that's one way to look at it, and then yeah, those external manifestations um, often help us uncover you know oh this is what like the heart of it is and in one way to get to it can also be like getting to your why I call it your highest why Mm. so like really going back to like why why do I feel so compelled to do this why does it make me feel a little like starting to uncover and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into finding like that that highest why so the the why behind it all and so when you really connect to a why strongly sometimes it doesn't even matter what you're doing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because it's like fulfilling the why, if that makes sense.
0: It totally makes sense. And I love that unpacking process, or that sort of almost like excavating, isn't it? Getting deeper into it. Yeah. It does make me think when I first entered into the coaching industry and I hired my first coach and <laughs> the, you know, the packet that I was given to fill out all my stuff to get started, I'd never hired a coach before. And the, one of the questions was, what's your why? And I thought, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, know, those, I, know, I know, One of those coaching things is like, yes, you're why, but, at the, you know, mm. however long ago. Well, and a why
1: can be, I mean, that's the thing, is like sometimes our why changes too. Okay, okay. So as we evolve as paying people, so like sometimes with yoga teachers, for example, like our why can be, okay, I want to be able to pay my mortgage or rent. Yep. I want to have enough money for a vacation where I'm not working, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, that's the why, you know, like developing the work, you know, and then you get to that place and then another, a new why reveals itself or opens itself up, you know, mm-hmm. so it's sort of like, as you're, as you develop your business, for, or or as you develop your, your work in general, however that looks, mm-hmm. the new, the deeper, higher why kind of starts to it's almost like a lotus flower unfurling itself, you know, it starts to really kind of reveal the the depth of of what's there.
0: I love that. Yeah. I'm wondering, um, I just, I really feel that uh, for some people this opportunity to um, withdraw and, and slow down and turn in is going to stir up a feeling of, Dissatisfaction or a realization that they veered off course somehow. Mm -hmm. It's not what Mm I signed up for. You know, whether it's their teaching or their life or their marriage or whatever, but or where they live. This is not what I. Now that I have a moment to stop and look, this is not what I wanted. Um, And and in a way that may be sort of destabilizing. I'm I'm feeling like it's important to approach these insights with compassion. But I'm, I'd love to know what you would say to people who are watching or listening who are starting to think, hang on, this is not where I was supposed to be now. How, what, how do you sit with that or what do you do with it?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so common, too. I think I mean, so a lot of people have that time where they wake up and they're like, how did I get here? It's like the talking head song, <laughs> you know. And the yes. days no, like, <laughs> how did I get here? Like, <laughs> is this my beautiful house? Like, and <laughs> is this my yoga presence? My yoga business <laughs> <laughs> is this my Instagram account? <laughs> <laughs> and it's common, and I think. And I think when we go through crises like we're in right now, you know, for a yeah. lot of people it's illuminating right so it's an opportunity and so the first step in that I think is actually to give space so do your practices like do yoga meditate sit and really sit with the uncomfortability and the this isn't the right fit so what what if I'm going to shed this box or shed this shell or like let go of this layer like okay what am I going to what am I going to open up to so giving space for that and then starting to ask questions of like you know what lights you up or what sets you on fire so to speak right so really kind of getting into that kind of you know what do you burn for as my friend uh, Shani says uh, mm-hmm. she has this organization called yoga for all movement which is all based on this you know what do you burn for and and so getting you know starting to ask those questions and um there's a transition that has to happen though right so it's sort of like giving ourselves that space to be in the in-between yes is really is really important and a lot of people don't want to give themselves that space yeah. but we outgrow I mean that's the thing too is like we outgrow our businesses in a lot of ways too right so the yoga I taught when I first started teaching like
0: <laughs> come on give us a fist, give us a right? bit like, of how bad it was It's it was
1: just you know it's just it, now it doesn't fit so much like I was much more in the ashtanga vinyasa oh, okay yeah okay. you know. and um and, I, and then I discovered bhakti yoga, and um, now it's much more of this kind of th- different thread getting woven through my teaching. But like, you know, you look back and you're like, ah, like, <laughs> it's like embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, we have to give ourselves opportunity to evolve. And right now we're in a pressure cooker. Where, and I like to think of this time as like going through the, not, am I the needle? Where so a lot of us are having to leave behind, like the old work that we are doing, or our old vision of what it would look like, or the way you know instead of going to a studio, we're you know zooming mm-hmm. <laughs> and and being open to what's on the other side of going through that eye of the needle. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if we're leaving behind a lot, then we have to have that time where we're we're going to be open to what wants to be seen what wants to come through us. And so that might mean really getting more intuitive or listening to our inner voice and like, okay, how can I serve right now? Like yeah. how do people actually really need me right now?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And in a way that feels good to me so that I can, um, you know, create the business that I want to create, you know? So I think a lot of us have had a really um, scramble, you know,
0: yep. yes, <laughs> so, yes, you know, Yeah. Teachers say uh, that they haven't worked, you know, when when lockdowns first happened, they hadn't worked that hard for years trying to Mm -hmm. mash it all together and figure it out and, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, so we're like Zooming with our, talking to our studio, trying to help them get online and, you know, we create, I created a series of um, uh, retreats called the Soul Temple Retreats that we created because people really wanted like this kind of intimate experience but not like a, just like a live stream Facebook Class, mm-hmm. um, and so just kind of getting
0: creative. Yes. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I think, you know, something in, in what you're saying is that, um, in the uh, the idea of, again, of the eye of the needle, there's been a whole lot of hustle and fail forward and figure mm-hmm. it out as you go and do the best you can, busyness, mm-hmm. and then we're sort of now coming back into this, you know, there's the, the, the kumbhaka of it, of sort of like, okay, I did that, and it's not sustainable or I don't like it as much or I really like it and now I Mm -hmm. feel bad because I don't want to go back to the other thing. Mm -hmm. As the the insights are emerging, I think that um, what I'm hearing you say is that it's important to be in that receiving energy to not force the answer but Mm -hmm. pause in the question.
1: Yeah. And honor that. And yeah. also, I mean, yoga is, you know, there was the second sutra is like a, the second book of the second pada of the yoga sutra is like 2.1. It's like, what is Kriya yoga? It's the path of action, you know? And we can't know what we like or don't like unless we actually do it <laughs> for the most part. Right. So, I mean, this happens in yoga teaching. I mean, how many people have taught yoga classes where, um, I, it's like, maybe I'm not the fit for gentle yoga, you know, or chair yoga or, you know, but you don't know that you're not the fit to teach, you know, chair yoga unless you actually try it sometimes. Right. Oh. And so I think it's a great time for experimenting. Like, oh, maybe I love zooming and one-on-one privates and it's like, a and go with it, <laughs> you know, um, or maybe you realize, you know, I don't, I don't translate well on video energetically. And maybe, um, maybe I can do something different. Maybe I can do audio practices for people. And then Mm. um, when we meet up again, we can, I can create more intimate circles with people. I mean, so you, you can get creative, but it's, I think often like, we don't know what we don't like until we actually do it.
0: Or what we like, I really love the idea of being this very, very cool Oh very, very cool yoga teacher who just has like awesome playlists. I can't teach with music playing to save my life. Like I just can't. I can I, I I I love it when I'm in a class. I remember being in anyway, boring whatever stories, but just the you know the the you know when you've got like people making music they're alive and it's just for not mm-hmm. I can't teach I wanna be that cool, but it's just not that is not me. I gave it a good try until I finally rendered. Yeah. Amy, this is not for you
1: you're not and then for us so for some of us who are used to playing with a playlist or with live musicians to now not be able to use music because right and then having people zoom i know and then having trying to have people zoom in music while you're teaching it's like having the two audio streams in zoom doesn't really yes. work very well um you know so that's been a challenge so it's okay. been yeah so like if even for me like i i hadn't I've always taught with music Mm. ever since even like the beginnings, beginning times. And so, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) When I was a yoga baby. So... So yeah, my daughter's making drinking water. So yeah, so I think it's it's good to you know stretch ourselves though in that way and try something different and to um, you know experiment and like sometimes you don't know like well maybe I could have just taught without music and really enjoyed that and been like oh maybe going forward when the studio opens again I'm not going to I'm going to not use music or or whatnot. But,
0: I also think I also think that people are far more forgiving right now, so it's a really beautiful time to try and if you buck it up. Okay, people aren't going to – what did um, someone message me – uh, on Instagram the other day, I won't name names, but she said it, it was her first Zoom class and everybody had arrived and she was just, she quickly go to the bathroom before she started the class. Yeah. And she still had her earphones
1: yes. with the yes.
0: microphone on. So you could hear the whole thing. <laughs> she said just before, just before it was too late, she remembered. That's but <laughs> <laughs> it was thing, like, It's okay. Actually, it's really, it's bringing in the humanity, like, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, and people don't want perfection. I mean, we had this we had a conversation earlier where um, if it's overproduced, people don't relatable.
0: It's It's unrelatable,
1: and people don't want. They want visceral. They want they want the feeling. They want the breath. They want to like be in it with people. And um, and this is a conversation I've actually had with you know the producers at Yoga Anytime because like you're practicing with people, you're not having a model practice. You are doing it because people want to be in it with you. Yes. And I think having that, like those moments, those like awkward moments, but like people are in it with you and they feel like they're you're in it together as opposed to you being on some pedestal telling people what to do. And um, it makes it more of a community experience as opposed to, you know, anything they could find anywhere on any YouTube,
0: you know. Yeah. yeah. Impersonal. Yeah. I'm um, curious about your own journey and um, – did you have, um, you know, in, in deciding to do what you're doing and to shed things that didn't light you up as much, did you ever have moments of pause where you where you were fearful or you were second-guessing yourself? And if so, how did you overcome them? Um,
1: you know, wow. so I'm, I, okay, I'm a fire. <laughs> okay. I have an Aquarius sun, so some of this, some of you might know astrology. Aquarius sun by Aries moon and Leo rising, and I, I'm very, my um, Mars is in my my tenth house. I'm very like, like if I set my eyes on something, like that's what I'm going to do. Is more of my kind of personality. I have had moments where I hit sort of glass ceilings at studios where. Okay. And then I had to leave. So I've had those kinds of moments where it was like, um, people are changing my copywriting or telling me how to teach in a way that wasn't authentic to me. It was to make them sound like, to me, sound like them. I've yeah. had people, like have had that happen a few times. Um, and so those moments definitely have been, you know, I had to take a break from teaching because I had to find a new studio or whatever. Um, so those moments were kind of challenging. And then I also... I never really planned this. To, you know? <laughs> like, I had a vision. My vision was I was in acupuncture school. I was going to have a clinic in LA. I was going to build a building. I was going to have a clinic and I was going to have people working like all the kinds of doctors working underneath me. And I was going to have this whole thing, you know, and then, um, you know, I had, I ended up having a baby and that changed everything. And then, 2008 hit so I'm kind of aging myself here but 2008 hit and the economy changed and um things just sort of shifted and then you know as the yoga teaching just took over and I think sometimes when you follow something that you're like you really love and you you thrive that, it starts to like that shakti that that prana starts to just grow like a river and I just sort of followed it to be honest um I never really planned on um doing what I'm doing right now, <laughs> but the moment, there have been moments of, you know, of, you know, no, trying to figure out which direction do I want to go in, you know, uh, do I want to create this kind of business and be this person?
0: Yeah.
1: Do I want to be the anatomy expert? You know, Yeah. yeah. do I want to be the da, 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 you know? And so there's always, there's always been those kinds of questions of like, um, you know, what kind of vibe do I want to have? What kind of vibe do I want to be in, you know? yeah. Um, so that's kind of been more of like the nuance I've been in, in the last few years. I think it's sort of like re taking a stand for what I want to create and know what it is.
0: <laughs> and, I said, and I really think that there's going to be a lot of people listening who are in that space and didn't, perceive it as an opportunity until they've heard you talk about your own process. Mm-hmm. I've got one, well, I'm conscious of time, but I just want to go back to yeah. one thing you mentioned, if that's okay, because I suspect you set, just said it in passing, but it's going to be liberating for so many people. You mentioned that you had to leave um, studios, you had to relinquish a re- relationship because you'd outgrown it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think that's very common, but people don't identify as that because to do so, to stand in their power in that way, they would judge themselves as being egocentric or narcissistic or thinking that they're better than this. But in fact, it's when you described it, it was simply um, what I heard was a woman who recognized that she was no longer in alignment with that business or a person or whatever and was making mm-hmm. a better choice for herself but I mm-hmm. suspect a lot of people stay in something even though they're at that point until it builds into resentment and something that can be oh do you- yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean the resentment piece yeah for sure you know I think it's one of those things where like if you think about you know if you really teach a lot of classes and it becomes your business it also becomes a creative outlet right and, and yeah. there's a lot of creativity and it's like expressive and and if you start to have a vision for what you want to create in a future, in terms of like, okay, in the next you know, year, I want to have this immersion and like have this vision. And if Death Studio is not supporting that in some way, um, then to me, it's like, well, either we grow together, because if I grow, you grow. Right. If you're working, you know, if my classes grow, you make more money, (laughs) you know, Um, but I, I think it gets to that point where, um, hold on, my mic
0: is, uh,
1: can you still hear me? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: One second. Okay. I can't, I can't hear myself, but I'll just, I'll just talk. So I think it gets to that point where you know, you have to make that choice. Like uh, either I want to create what I want to create and I have this vision I wanted to bring into being and I'm going to have some partners on my team or I need to find another space that will do that for me.
0: And if we come back to what you were saying before, it's not a, we don't need to judge ourselves about who am I to think I'm better than or I shouldn't ask for what I want because people would, actually it's about, coming back to what you were sharing with us before realigning to our own purpose and understanding mm-hmm. that in order to do that, a, a, a shedding with gratitude uh, yeah. is required. Yeah. 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 yeah, And it's at the
1: same time, like, I mean, so where I live in California, um, we've had yoga here for a <laughs> really long time. So Iyengar's one of his main students, Kofi Busia is here. I mean, so we've had Indra uh, Devi yoga here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. We have big classes. So like, you know, at this one studio in particular, for example, my classes were anywhere from 30, 55. I think the max we could fit 55. But, you know, some studios in San Francisco here, we can get a couple hundred people, you know. Mm. And so you start to pull, like, you start to have a bit of a say, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And and if you have a vision for, like, what you want to create and the studio's not supporting it because they don't want attention taken away from them, or what they want you to do, you know, so there, there's sometimes there's politics involved in, in everything, you know, and okay. so it's sort of like, you know, really, you know, you have to stand in your truth. I think it's like, especially like, I think I got to a point where I hit that glass ceiling where I was like, either I'm going to teach what I want to teach, or I'm not going to teach.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Because I'm either going to teach the way I want to teach, or... I'll do some, I'm not going to teach because it was too stifling, you know? Yeah. Um, now I didn't come from a method where like there's certain methods of yoga where they're like, this is your theme for the month. This is the way you talk. Like this is, you know, I remember in the Anasara days, like it was very specific the way you had to teach a class and you know, all, all those things. And I didn't like yeah. come from that kind of method. So yeah. I always felt kind of rebellious in that way. Like I rebel, I, that Aquarian part of me rebels against any kind of structure put upon me. So like if you, give, you put me in a box, I'm like, Where's the way out, you know, let's burn it down. So at the same time, I love partnering with studios though, you know, so it's like now I'm at a place where I partner with trainings with the studio where I am and like we work together and what do we want to create? And it's like co-creative and it's exciting and like, Yeah, 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 You know it's like we all help each other then like you know i don't teach certain types of classes so it's like okay let's promote these people who teach these kinds of classes and we'll have that Nitra teacher teach in our training you know so it's like it's yes. creative we all rise up together and i yes. think
0: yes
1: you know if you can be in that kind of a studio setting if you have a studio where you teach where i mean that's where everyone grows and then the students feel that they feel like wow this place is thriving like it was so much energy and like there's so much community there's like support when I need support you know so um you know people people will feel that too so love that
0: Um, yeah yeah. for for all of the freelancers little freelancers like me Mm they're listening in um you know you can translate this kind of large studio culture to be other yoga teachers in your small town or other Mm -hmm. allied practitioners holistic practitioners in your small town like it can be different types of collaborations Mm -hmm. um I've conscious yeah. of time and things. Tell us yeah. what's going on. Where can we get more you, like tell <laughs> us the things. So right now I have coming up, I have something called the Heart
1: Medicine Masterclass. So this is a, a six week experience where we have, you know, breath work and meditation and, um, you know, some journaling prompts and some um, one-on-one or not one-on-one, but uh, live kind of coaching experiences in Facebook, our Facebook group. So that's happening um, starting May 11th. So that's coming up. So we have this really great group coming together for that, you know, heart healing. We also do some energetic work like karmic cord cutting and um, some other stuff I've been trained in Cool. Oh. way back in the days. Yeah. So oh. um, we're doing some of that work. So that's coming up and then I have uh, so that
0: starts on Monday, Monday, May 11th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuesday for us. So that, that mm-hmm. you get an extra day to get ready. Okay. So tell yeah, us, do we yeah. get, do we find out about that because it sounds delicious. So that's
1: emilyperry.com slash heart medicine. And then I have, um, you know, a soul temple retreat coming up. So the, the fire, my spirit, soul temple retreat. So that's coming up on Sunday, uh, mother's day in the U S um, May 10th. So it might be Monday already if you're in Australia, but. Well, we're um, in time. What are we doing? Yeah. So that's a beautiful, um, retreat series. That's all based on this folk song that, um, you know, I used to hear a lot with my when my kids were little. And, um, so we did a four element series, um, with my friend, um, who is a, a Kundalini teacher called at divine grit. And then I have a membership coming up. So it's called the live awake collective. And you can just go to emilyperry.com and watch or watch my Instagram for information on that. Cause it's not even live yet. It's, wow. uh, it's coming soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's really ex- exciting. All the things tell us your Instagram again, so that while people are listening, they can also go start following you at emilyperry.co folks particularly if you're if you're listening to this or watching this and you're a graduate of my social media confidence for yoga teachers program send emily a voice dm say hello yes. say thank you tell her that she you know if it's true i'm sure it was that she was inspiring but like she's she's also a real person and she'd love to get yeah. a message i would love to get a message
1: i love instagram and yeah i'm in stories a lot like all day long so that's a great way to to stay connected and all the things. And that's where a lot of my creativity comes out too. So I do all my graphics and stuff in there. And I just, I really love um, creating really a lot nice. of prettiness, pretty in the gram. So that's, I'm over there.
0: <laughs> well, I, let me just take a quick picture and then I can make sure that this, this is not going to be pretty because it's just going to be taking a picture of my computer screen like this. <laughs> you know, we have different brands, Emily. Uh, thank you so much. What a perfect way to complete this series of conversations. Really coming back to, this idea of purpose and how it is such a big thing but also it's very very immediate and in the moment and little little step by little step like you said you never planned this thing it's just you just kept following the signs and and here you are
1: yeah yeah and so I think it's yeah being willing to do that as well (laughs) thank you so much thank you thanks for having me